0: You're listening to the Bizarro World of Sports, a Scarlet Rhapsody podcast. Here's some info that may come as a surprise. Sometimes we like to dance with just us guys. It's a boy dance party. It's a boy dance party. Boston is asleep because, like, the celebration's already over for the World Series and the... But the Patriots are number one in their division, so good for them. And I'm sure that
1: and how the are Celtics the, uh, are doing Boston good Celtics too. And the Celtics
0: doing? <laughs> I don't know what the Boston Celtics are doing. I don't watch basketball.
1: Uh, what about the Bruins?
0: That I should be paying attention to, but I've been mostly been paying attention to the awesomeness that is the Ducks. So That's true. Because they're like my adopted team. Because when I was really young, it was the Kings. But then I lived in Orange County so long, I just got indoctrinated to the Ducks.
1: Though I will that celebrate the Kings for doing good. The Ducks were, were uh, brought into existence. Yeah. As a, as a movie by Disney. Yeah, but
0: I think by the time I moved there, I think they may have already switched over to just the Ducks instead of the Mighty Ducks. I might be wrong on that. What year did they switch over to just the Ducks?
1: I believe they went to the Ducks in like two thousand and four. Never mind that. I did move there when they were the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I moved over in the mid nineties. So yep. yeah. it was, that was when they became. When they were the Mighty Ducks when they were first a movie, and they became a team. And then all of a sudden, there was an anthropomorphic cartoon about ducks called the Mighty Ducks.
0: That cartoon was weird. I saw like half an episode and decided I would never watch another episode again. I've been told by other people it's good. But then
1: I again, a lot of the episodes—it it was, it was pretty fun. And but I kind of
0: view it the same way I view Quack Pack, where I'm like, I'm out, just like no. <laughs>
1: well, teenage Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm out.
0: Could, for like I'm happy enough of Darkwing Duck, and I can watch Darkwing Duck reruns till like the sky turns orange or something—some weird color that the sky wouldn't normally turn. But, <laughs> yeah, well, we could talk about you know. <laughs> that is a bizarre files thing, things, things so yeah. And stuff yeah, yeah. and uh,
1: and the other show.
0: We'll, we'll get to it we got some cartoon topics coming up I, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> but you're right we should be talking about uh, wrapping up baseball because we've got all our awards out our MVPs our Cy Young winners etc
1: Yeah. so Miguel what, what is our uh, who are our big winners our big winners in well first off let me say, say the uh, AL MVP candidates were Miguel Cabrera Mike Trout and um, the Baltimore Orioles Orioles hitter hitter what's his name David Price I'm sorry Baltimore fans that shows how much I really care for your players we're a local sports show Miguel like
0: (laughs) none of us are from Baltimore (laughs) (laughs) until we get a new Baltimore person to join the team and then we'll be a trio again with a Baltimore guy
1: yeah but um those three were the candidates and Miguel Cabrera ended up being a two time MVP winner
0: yeah and deservedly so great
1: player Again, true, but then and then Mike trout ended what up being uh, second in the MVP voting, which yeah. again another year sparks up another uh, debate on this, where it's does does the MVP, and this is really just a question we can talk about after we talk about the uh, other, the other winners. But I'll just toss the question out there: Does the MVP for either league have to be, you know, the best, uh, the best player with the best? Batting average, best home runs, and best uh, on-base percentage. But, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's usually what the MVP is. The first guy has the best stats.
1: Or um, or does it have to be all, also that all-around player, too? Not just, you know, the offensive side, but also on the defensive side as well.
0: I would lean more towards the all-around. That actually is more of what I support because, you know, so what? You hit 100 home runs, but in... Uh, right field you let like a thousand home runs get by you that shouldn't have been home runs you know they they, they bounce off the wall home runs
1: yep and we can and we can debate that uh after we talk about some of the, the other the, and the mvp award winners and the cy young award winners too okay so let's go let's move on uh our national league mvp winner is from the pittsburgh pirates andrew mccutcheon
0: that's kind of a surprise Actually, <laughs> I mean no. Not saying that he's an unskilled player, but usually, you know, your MVP tends to be a team that you know made it to the playoffs.
1: Ah, but the uh, Pirates did make it to the playoffs. Did they? Yeah, they did.
0: Oh, son of a gun! I apologize, Pirates.
1: Yeah, they got they got taken out by St. Louis, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who they took out. My bad. Um. Okay, then never mind. Then that's, that's a decent choice. Yep. And I really couldn't name anyone, you know, in St. Louis, uh, for that matter, who I would really put down as the all-around top person. There's some great players from St. Louis, especially yeah. you know you and saw St. that St.
1: Louis' uh, MVP candidate because uh, St. Louis actually had an MVP candidate was um, Yadier Molina.
0: Yeah, and like I said, uh, St. Louis all around is a really strong team. I mean, obviously they made not only did they make it to the series, but they almost won the series, yeah. and they did a great job and did a great showing in the course of the series and the playoffs when such a good showing that I totally forgot the Pirates were in it. <laughs> I feel bad about that. Uh, but it was a pretty interesting little run there. And, you know, not a bad choice, honestly. It'd have been interesting to see well how things would have turned out had the Pirates actually made it. Boston probably still would have won, but still.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, then there would have been Pirates-Dodgers, and the Dodgers probably would have beat the, uh, Pirates and we would have had a uh, Dodgers Red Sox World Series yeah
0: that's true we, we probably could have beaten the Pirates but uh, alas still kind of great at least for my team making tough to playoffs but let's continue on with the candidates instead of talking about what could have been
1: yeah well <clears throat> I can't remember the third MVP candidate for for um, the National League so we just move on to our shot award winners Our American League Cy Young Award winner is uh, from the Detroit Tigers. So what is that? Two top winners from Detroit is uh, Matt Scherzer being the 2013 AL Cy Young Award winner.
0: Yeah.
1: And for the National League, it's your uh, best pitcher out there, Clayton Kershaw from the Dodgers. Yep.
0: Which is awesome.
1: What was his ERA this year? Like 1.8?
0: Asking, you're the stats guy, dude. You're the one who knows the
1: stats. That's why I gave you that stat right there. That's
0: true. You, you asked me and then instantly gave it. I just, That was the funniest thing, because I'm just like, you're the stat guy, Miguel. Yeah. But you know, here's an interesting thing. is You look at that and you go, okay, you know... Uh, the, the Tigers you got, you know, the MVP and the Cy Young, and they didn't make it to the series. Dodgers got the Cy Young, didn't make it to the series. Pittsburgh got a uh, MVP, MVP and MVP didn't make it to the series. series. So it's kind of one of those interesting things to look at where you'd expect, you know, at least one of the winners to be someone with a beard from the Red Sox. Nope, not, not so much.
1: No, but it's, it's, it's uh, David Ortiz for the World Series MVP, but not for the league MVP.
0: Yeah, so it goes to show kind of, some of the difference there, and then yeah, I mean in the series, you know,
1: nope. Ortiz, yeah, <laughs> duh. I mean, point seven zero batting average, a seven hundred batting average. Come on, yeah, you, you can't, can you can't beat that.
0: There's also a picture of him out there. Uh, John Cena sent him a championship belt, and because John Cena's also from Massachusetts, I can't remember what town, um, but. He is from probably one of the various Boston uh, suburbs, and he actually sent Big Big Poppy a, a championship belt. And there's actually a photo you can find of him wearing like the big old like pro wrestling belt <laughs> that he took the photo after they won the series. And I'm like, that, that's just awesome. And apparently Ortiz is a, a pro wrestling fan. That's, that's what I've been told. I don't know if that's true or... If, John Cena's just a really big baseball fan. Not quite sure on that one, but either way, I like to believe both is true. I believe John Cena loves baseball. Because Boston guy, of course, he's bred to love the Red Sox and uh, or Massachusetts boy at least. Uh, and uh know yeah. I could believe that Big Poppy would be into wrestling. And I saw that picture and I was like, that is awesome. I should repost that onto our uh maybe we'll get that to be the episode
1: picture or something like that. <laughs> maybe
0: our tease of the wrestling belt. <laughs>
1: So yeah, those are our uh, big time award winners.
0: Yeah. It was it was funny when uh, the World Series happened because it was more or less quiet, and then it was like midnight or one a.m. and there's just some people heading back to their apartments, and you could just hear them outside going like woo woo, <laughs> and that was hilarious. So like, yeah, you know, everyone basically was like, eh, it's a work night and then you get to, like, Saturday, and the crazy parade, and you just couldn't make it through uh, through town. Uh, Getting on the train, it was just packed like a sardine can, and, you know, it's just how it was. The whole city went crazy on that Saturday.
1: Uh, I assume they did.
0: It was pretty cool. And, you know, it was just fun kind of walking around town a little bit and just checking it out. Uh, Ended up not going to the parade, ended up being cajoled into going to... uh, um, Rhode Island but that's a story for another podcast
1: which,
0: which was already recorded yeah it's true <laughs> uh, but it was kind of cool just going around the city and I was I was dressed as Dick Tracy for uh, the Rhode Island event and because it was so close to Halloween everyone was cool with it and people were taking photos of me as I was trying to walk through the streets Uh really cool it was great seeing the whole uh, craziness go down and I mean we were walking through that I'd say what two hours before the parade, uh, three hours before the parade. How many hours was it before the parade I don't started? Know. It, was, it was starting pretty up early, but we were like over in Copley Square, just uh, a, a block or two away from where the Boston Marathon bombing happened. Thanks, thanks for bringing us all down. Well, the thing was, uh,
1: the parade was a huge morale booster for the city of Boston. Well, yeah. Was it wasn't the the ending, the end of for the parade at the finish line for the uh, marathon? No, I think it starts at Fenway, and then
0: it crosses through uh, Boylston Street, which is the main street in Boston, and on uh, the midpoint is the finish line, and a lot of people were at the finish line area for the Boston Marathon, and the whole thing is um, ended on, in, on the Charles River, so they were on these things called duck boats, which are both land and sea vehicles, and they just went into the river where it finished. Actually a cool way to finish a parade, honestly. But yeah, it was was a real exciting thing and boosted energy and everyone got everyone's spirits up here in town. So it's always nice to see that. And it's kind of cool just being the fact that I'm here with the series winners who won in town. That's kind of cool. I haven't really had that opportunity in a long time. And I think even when the Angels won, um, I thought they won while they were on away. Back in
1: no, they will went
0: home? Okay, so I haven't, I haven't had an experience like this since, that was 2004, wasn't it? Oh.
1: 2002. thousand two. Two.
0: Um, yeah, so I haven't had an experience like this since oh2 11 years, so, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Guess it shows that wherever I am every 11 years, that team will win.
1: <laughs> that shows it.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's it's sad to see baseball season come to a close. Honestly, it, it is something fun to look forward to. Yeah, I always like looking at the standings. Football's staying strong though, and I need to get my nose back into hockey again.
1: Well, if it makes it feel any better, only a hundred or so days until uh, pitchers and catchers report for spring training.
0: Yep. But at least there's that. While the cold, cold winter starts to like creep up on us over here,
1: it's only fifty degrees. It's not
0: too bad. Oh, it's only fifty. Okay, yeah, that's it's good. Fifty. Yesterday it was they in the twenties.
1: So yeah, uh, let's move. Uh, let's move ahead onto this with some, uh, I guess, improvements with uh, the, with the. Um, baseball and and stuff uh next year they are doing replay expansion
0: yeah we've been kind of talking about that is there any new news on new news oh, whatever
1: well, uh. news. well um the the, uh, the commissioner of baseball but see talked about uh replay expansion and actually i have a have that a uh, quick clip set up from mlb to tv mlb.com from mlb network so um, I'll play it so that way we can hear it. Hopefully you guys catch it. And then well, we can discuss what he says after that.
0: All right, let's hope this works.
1: Hopefully. Let's see. Oh, hold on. No. Let, me, let me just cut out this little bit here while I'm doing the quick set. Oh, shoot. Nope. That should be loud enough to catch. Hopefully, not too loud. Alright. Can you hear that? Barely. Alright, let me turn up the volume real quick and I'll turn it over. All right, here we go. see, I'm partial. We have the greatest game in the world, but you have to continue to make adjustments. And so I I've been arguing that. So, yeah, this is quite a story. The more I said to myself, why would I say no to this? And the answer is the logic was overwhelming. And a lot of significant changes the last two, two or three years. And, and somebody was kidding me the other day about how I'd really been against it. I said, well, you know, my father told me that life was nothing but a series of adjustments and so i just made an adjustment so yeah did you happen to catch that
0: yes so yeah i i like that he just basically is like it's the logical thing to do and i'm like yeah yeah it is <laughs> we have the technology we may as well use it yep. and you know as long as you right. said you know they have this set specific rules for it um and how often it can be done and i i, I think it'll be good I, it'll be interesting to see how it actually plays out and i I assume we'll be, get it in our preseason I
1: mean, game get this out. The, the rules are still to be drafted.
0: Oh, are and they? And the owners,
1: owners have okayed instant replay. All
0: right.
1: So the owners are okay with that.
0: I'm sure the players will be, too. I mean, well, I'm pretty sure the players, every, every player at one point or I mean, another has had an umpire screw them over.
1: when it comes to it. Yeah. You can cut that out. <laughs> Yeah, but there's been so many close calls here. Uh, it's a first. It's a, it's a two-step process, and it, uh, they just took the first vote in it. Let's see. They plan to approve the new rules by January 16th. All right. After the agreements with the unions for umpires and players. So as soon as the players and uh, umpires agree to this, then we're good.
0: Why do we get this weird feeling the people who are going to be a big stumbling block in this will be the umpires? Possibly. Who knows? My word is law. You can't go and... In- double guess me
1: <laughs> now here's the thing what they got here is that all the uh, the stuff that's likely to be under review except for the calling of balls and strikes are going to be for check swings and foul wait st- oh, no hold on. it's going to be except balls and strikes check swings and foul tips okay Those will not be under subject to review. Those are uh, by law, because you know. Well,
0: there's a specific strike zone. We already that stuff. I'm not too worried about that stuff. That usually doesn't get screwed up.
1: Yeah, that's. I've seen some questionable callings of strikes, but
0: it doesn't happen that often.
1: Yeah, it's sometimes it's you know it's yeah sure (laughs) the TV tracker has you know the pitch tracker where the ball lands over the plate. But yeah. you know what, even though it says that, it's always going to be those whole things where it's on the couch going, no, that was a strike, that was a ball, what are you talking about, stinking up? It's all perspective yeah. of the is behind the plate. And you they've know? been
0: doing it that way for a hundred-some years now. And even beyond that, it really comes down to the fact that I, there are some, especially some of those home-run guys, really whiny diva-types, and I could see them going, like, that, that was a strike, I want to do the replay, I don't want to be out, I want to hit a home run, and like, no, yeah. you're not a good well, batter, you can just hit the hard. The home
1: runs, yeah. uh, for those, uh, those that are too close to call home run, those are always under review.
0: I'm fine with that too.
1: So right now, those are, those are at least on current 2013, was on the review for home runs only.
0: I'm more in concern for you know those slide into third or slide into home moments where I'm like, no no, no. the guy was totally safe he totally got to that, that the bag before the ball was caught.
1: Okay, and, so you know, those are here, times where it's an issue. Okay, so here are the current rule set for MLB instant replay: is that each manager will have a maximum of two challenges per game. Okay. Yeah. each successful challenge can be reused. So if they challenge and they get it right, they get they still keep that challenge. If they challenge and get it wrong, they lose that challenge, and they're down to one. I'm fine with that. If the manager wants to call, uh, challenge a call, he notifies an umpire before the next pitch. So pretty much this comes into... This pretty much goes into the favor of the, the pitchers, too, where it's like, oh, crap, that gets, like, is... Not to do the, any kind of hit a ball trick or anything, it's on a controversial play, is get the ball to the pitcher, have the pitcher do his uh, stretch and pitch before the manager tries to issue the challenge. Yeah, and that's just going to play into strategy, but, you yep. know, it's once, part of the game. <laughs> yeah, once again, it's that that comes with strategy. A manager cannot call for a challenge after he argues a play. I'm
0: fine with that.
1: So if, so if a manager goes out and starts arguing, be like, no, it was safe, He was safe, and the, the, they can't do the whole challenge. You have to challenge yeah. first, and then after that, they can argue, I guess.
0: I'm fine with that, too, because that way, you know, if they're just doing it because they're a hot-headed person, then, yeah, you missed your chance. You could have made the little whatever hand symbol it's going to be for, you know, because you know, we have the time hand symbol, so I assume there'll be some sort of replay hand sim- sand sign they can make to the umpires.
1: Yeah, now here's uh, one of those rules that maybe, you know, most people might argue about. But all reviews conducted in New York and likely by current or former umpires. So that means that a crew of umpires is going to be sitting in New York reviewing, what is it? 30 ball teams,
0: 15 games a day. Well, yeah, Might but only if they send it up, then they send the footage to them. Otherwise, they're just sitting around, like, smoking cigars and eating, you know, junk food or something. Yeah,
1: that, that's one job I would like to have, but though. It doesn't like, sound too bad, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, can I, can I sign up to be one of these New York specialty umpires? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Guys, we have to review another one. Hold on, hold on. I'm in the middle of finishing up my martini. Okay, well, now let's go.
1: Alright. Uh, the communications to umpires on the field is uh, via headset.
0: That makes sense. They already use headsets, anyways. I don't see why that shouldn't. You know, that's not really a huge change.
1: Yeah. Uh, if a manager's out of challenges, an umpire probably will be allowed to call for a review if the umpire wants to.
0: Hmm. I'm not liking that. That seems like if they're in a home team and you have a less than scrupulous umpire they might go and call more of those than are necessary
1: yeah but then again it's a it's a review from another from, a, from an from unbiased, umpire in from, new york yes that, from an we, unbiased to group well, to make the call right
0: i get that but still it's just one of those things where i just don't want the i don't know it's just like well i'm gonna call that one just to be safe like eh, i know it's probably not gonna happen that often it's just the possibility of what if
1: yeah. And then finally, the last rules one already mentioned: ball strike calls, check swings, and some foul tips cannot be reviewed.
0: Kind of find of fat.
1: That right now is the current rule set. We'll see how the umpires and the players accept these rules.
0: So we're not going to know when they're going to first start using these until January.
1: Yeah. Well, these rules are supposed to be into effect for next season.
0: Oh, I'm wondering if they're gonna use it for preseason games or just start it on op- as soon as the season opens
1: it's not either, it's either gonna be se- they might t- t- do a test run on it on the preseason games but they might just go go ahead and do uh, opener
0: see I feel it like they should on the preseason games just in case it needs to be tuned or refined in any sort of way right not that I'm expecting this to be used you know all the time but it's nice to have to know that that option exists
1: yeah. I would say more instead of having, you know, the reviews conducted in New York by current umpires, they should have just a, a fifth umpire. Well, they have only, they have four umpires. Yeah, a fifth umpire for um, that's there on the stadium to watch the games there, there at the stadium itself.
0: Well, see, I like the independent group. And I even like it being a group because that way they can actually discuss it instead of just one guy looking at it going, yeah, it looks safe.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: True. True. So uh, the New York thing is kind of odd. I'm wondering if there's if that's like the umpire union headquarters or something. Or that could why, be. why New York as opposed to you know shoot where's the baseball hall of fame? It's in um, Cooperstown. Yeah, that's New York. Um, never mind. <laughs>
1: But I believe when they say New York, I mean the city and not the
0: state. Yeah, I, I assume they mean the city not the state as well. But, um, yeah, if, if it's in Cooperstown, then, you know, it's kind of as close as you're going to get to the Hall of Fame. Although, where's, uh, where's the MLB headquarters, the, the the corporate headquarters? I have no clue. Because if that's in New York, then maybe that's where it's specifically going to be held at, and I think I'd be fine with that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I have this issue of it, like being like five Yankees referees <laughs> calling the plays. That would make me worried. But if it's just going to be you know a group of you know unbiased, trained people, or even not trained you know, maybe like retired umpires, um, I think it'd be fine. Of it, and I'm sure more information about who the uh, staff will be will will be revealed as they go through the various processes. Um, yeah. Like I said, I can't imagine that the Players Union wouldn't sign on to this. Umpires feels a little weird, but it seems like they're giving them a lot of power, so I think this should slide through everything pretty quick.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see, because, you know, you know how it is. It might, umpires might want to toss in a few more rules or revise a set. Players may want to have something else, too.
0: Yeah, but, and especially because as I'm thinking about this now, basically, right. managers can can call but players can't call but I think I'm fine if players not calling because like I said I my issue is that if a Barry Bonds whiny crybaby type player is coming up and wants to call every single pitch that's coming at him I'm just going to want to like have that guy kicked out of baseball because I'm like come on dude just man up and play don't cry baby every single pitch because because there are other guys that do that they give like the sour look if they get a strike Okay. Like You're a professional. Freaking act like it.
1: But yeah. So that's that. Uh, one quick... That's one of those big things. Is is the human element important to preserve yeah. baseball?
0: Well then, you know, since, since we're kind of wrapping up on this, I think we're both kind of in agreement that this is a good thing. Let's go back to that whole MVP and, you know, your, your question about what defines an MVP. And... You know, I've been thinking about what you said. And as I said, my standard rule is you got to be good on both sides of the field. That's what makes you the most valuable player. And, you know, I think the second criteria in my book for an MVP is, Could would the team have done as well without this player? Had this player just been some schlub dude, you know, if Prenshaw was just a generic pitcher instead of a really awesome pitcher, does he deserve the Cy Young? Or rather you know, would the, would the Dodgers have made it to the playoffs? And the answer is no. He deserves a Cy Young. He's one of the reasons we made it to the playoffs. Not the only reason, but one, definitely a good one because, you know, I'm a great pitcher. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of feel like the same way with the MVP. I mean, like, would the teams have gotten as far as they've gotten without the, without that player? And I think what hurts, uh, what hurts Trout in this case is that the Angels did not do all that well, so it's one of those ones where Yeah, they could have done worse, but, you know, if Trout was playing for a competent team, they would have made it to the playoffs because he's an amazing player. Yes, he And it would have been that extra oomph they needed to at least make it to the the wild card slot if they had a mediocre team. But for some reason, well, not some reason, pitching, uh, basically holds the Angels back. (laughs) If not for pitching, the Angels would be doing amazingly well. So it's one of those things where I feel that and, and even on the, the batting side of things, I know the MVP usually goes for the power batter, but I think that you can't just be some home run hitter who's, who slacks off in right field. You know, you got to be doing a bit more than that. You know, if you have a great hitter who plays center and works his butt off, or plays shortstop and works his butt off, then I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, but I'm not as keen if it's just I'm just a power hitter and then I have like one of the lazy positions. Yep. And no offense, people who play catcher or uh, a right field, but you guys are the lazy positions. You're the positions for guys who just aren't that fast. And arguably, first baseman is also kind of a lazy position.
1: Yeah, but it's just stand there to pick up pitches. You really don't do much.
0: Yeah, the, that side of the field generally gets kind of. <laughs> catcher to first baseman to right field i'll kind of get the easy job it's left field center field shortstop and i'd say third baseman arguably second baseman that get a lot of uh, work going but i definitely give a lot of points to shortstops because usually they have to their, their range of where there's where they can move or usually move is fairly wide
1: yep now here's the now here's we go by the uh but free agency now, talking about free agency.
0: Oh, are we gonna start it, uh, getting some news yeah, on the trading yeah. circuit?
1: Free agent uh, talks, and these are the, currently, these are the the, uh, the free agents for 20, uh, 2013, 2014, for right now the off season. We have uh, catchers available is Henry Blanco, and the teams that they're for that's uh, not listed on this list that I have. So look them up if you don't want to look them up. That's fine, whatever. But catchers, Henry Blanco, John Buck, Hector Jimenez, Ramon Hernandez. But let's just go ahead with the big name players. Uh, I'm just not going to bother with some of these uh, low name players. But uh, Brian McCann is one of them. All right. AJ Prezinski, Carlos Ruiz jared Saltamachia, however it's pronounced and those are for catchers yeah uh, first basements. Uh, big names Corey hart oh really Raleigh, okay justin yeah. Morneau and mike napoli napoli's up yep mike yeah. napoli's up the free agency now but this is this is like a nice little, uh, list as of yesterday so give me
0: a nice little addition to anybody's arsenal honestly just for yeah. his uh hitting abilities like I said we're, we're talking about the lazy positions again it's not like oh my gosh as a first baseman he changes the course of the game but Napoli is a pretty decent hitter so
1: yep if, if a uh, team second is that could work out Omar Omar and Robinson Cano but we can talk about uh, Robinson Cano in a, in a bit after when we do our free agency talk here real quick after I finish off this list okay uh, big names there uh, shortstops we have Stephen Drew Johnny Peralta those are big names in short stops. Okay. and shortstops. Okay. In third baseman, Juan Uribe is up for free agency. <laughs> left. <laughs> is that
0: a third baseman? One dude. There's one guy in third base.
1: Well, there's, there's more uh, third basements, but that's the but only manager. big
0: name. Okay.
1: Uh, left field, uh, Nate McCluth. All right. Center fielders, we have Jacob E. Osbury and Curtis Granderson. In right field, Carl Beltran is up for...
0: There's another guy who's a, what I, what I, what I call them, a lazy batter. Great batter, can't do anything in the field.
1: Um, Shin <laughs> um, nice. is up for free agency as well. Ooh. Nelson Cruz. Okay. Now for the American League, who's, you know, mostly slighted for the DH, is, uh, you know, Kendrick Morales is the big name, but he's up there for second baseman, so. Yeah, but he could easily be switched to a DH if, they, if someone needs him. hmm And then here we go, the cream of the crop that the Angels should probably pay good attention to is starting pitchers. And it's a big list, actually. Starting pitching is actually the big.
0: Well, that's good, because that's, yeah, they need to dump some dollars into this.
1: And then closers is not such a big it's not such a big list either. And right-handed relievers and left-handed relievers. So let's go through some of these names. I'm not going to mention a whole bunch of them, but uh, Branson Arroyo's one. AJ Burnett. Oh, they
0: should they should grab Burnett. In,
1: he's in for the uh, starting pitchers. Yeah. Bartolo Colon is also another free agent yeah. starting pitcher. I wonder. If Matt he's been on another one. Okay. Josh Johnson Hiroki Kuroda (laughs) Irvin Santana is also available for starting the starting pitching there's some nice little uh, stable here if you can afford it (laughs) let's see Um, we got closers now we have Grant Balfour Joaquin Benoit Edwin Mujica Joe Nathan Fernando Rodney and Brian Wilson Yeah, Brian Wilson. Yeah. Oh, and of course, uh, starting pitching with uh, Jason Vargas was on there. The Angels didn't renew his club option, so he's on free agent market.
0: I I feel that basically the Angels could just dump their entire, every pitcher, and just replace them with new pitchers, and they'd do better.
1: Well, with the exception of Weaver. Weaver, yes, that's keep Weaver. But, yeah. And get Anderson. Well, Richards, I mean, Richard. Anderson's already out of the game. Yeah. Maybe C.J. Wilson, we can we
0: can keep him too. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but you but know what I mean. Like a lot of their people are just extra weight that they could replace with, especially with some really strong names on that list. You know, there really is no excuse to keep some of the unnecessary players. Trade them, yep. dump them onto the market. You know, <laughs> whatever you want to do. I'm sure some of them don't have their contracts up. I'm sure that's going to be an issue. But you know, even if they can bring in one or two. Two, one or two new pitchers into there. A, a good, uh, a good opener and a good closer would really be strong. But even if they can get just a closer and an opener, or an opener, a middleman, or a reliever rather, uh, that'd be good too. But they need a freaking closer. Too many games were lost because it because their pitcher was too tired or their closer couldn't do the job. Where it was one of those, hey, we're ahead by three points, and we lost it by one. <laughs> it's like. Right You're now, the only Last thing I innings. see
1: for uh, Dodger rumors right now is said pretty solid. Is that uh, right now is um, Kershaw with the negotiations with his contract? Yeah, find a three hundred million dollar extension offer. Mm-hmm. So they'll see how how they'll they'll offer him. Yeah, yeah. We, we can't we'll lose Kershaw. It's might be a big contract for a pitcher. So yeah, we'll see how the Dodgers pay, play off with this.
0: Yeah, I mean we can't lose him. To just, just straight out, we can't. He's too, he's too good. I mean, and just on the side, young for God's sake. But more than that, you know, we we need his pitching to keep us going.
1: Okay. You know, and here are a list of uh, starting pitchers that are free agents that the Dodgers are looking at. Okay. Now, okay. That's uh, Irvin Santana, hmm. Matt Garza, Hiroki Kuroda, hmm. hmm. Waldo Jimenez, Bartolo Colon. And uh, Bronson Arroyo.
0: Yeah, some pretty strong names on there. But yeah. if Prince has a new contract, I wonder if we can stay below the cap with any of those people.
1: I think with the um, with, with the Dodgers proved that money is not an option. Well, yeah, but we still have
0: rules as to you know, there's there's still spending caps and things yeah. like that. Um, but of course, granted, we do have the magic now, so <laughs> that helps with the funding issue. Um, I don't know who I would want more, you know, it really comes down to obviously you know, yeah. some of those names are a little bit on the older side, but kuroda has been really strong for the last couple of years, if I recall the problem is mixing up all our Asian pictures, but I think Kuroda would be a strong choice um i I do think uh Colona would be a nice choice as well. Come to think of it. But, yeah, I, I, we could tighten up our pitching a little bit more, but I think for me, I think the Dodgers need, you know, we're, we're really good, actually. We just need, I don't know. Like, I'm sitting there like, oh, we did lose pretty rough in the in the playoffs, but we kind of made it to the championship.
1: Yeah, that's, that's something. Yeah. The Angels right now, they're just focusing on trying to pick up their, improving their pitching, so... We'll see who they're who they're seeing, who they're eyeing on free agency. We'll see what players uh, we got to trade. Yeah, we'll see, if we pick somebody up from other teams that are you know wanting to dump their play of a pitcher. Because you know how it is sometimes. Sometimes you trade a player to another team and they just explode. Yeah, well, I mean, the,
0: with the last year's Red Sox trading half their team to the Dodgers. Oh yeah, and then us getting that nice boost, and then this year continuing our run. You know, right now looking at my team, I'm not quite sure what who I'd want to replace or what I'd want to add in there to strength to tighten us up. Maybe a little bit of a little extra in the outfield would be nice. I mean, it'd be nice to have someone you know in the trout category who defies gravity and can like do Spider Man moves to like grab balls. But you know, those 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 types of uh, center fielders don't come out all that often. No. So it's not like we can just go and say you join us. It's like oh, these center fielders are all pretty decent, but we already got a decent one. We want a like an amazing one. Other than that, you know, other than maybe a little bit of tightening in our fielding, I really don't know who I'd throw in there. Sure. Our batting is also pretty decent too. It's not like well, when 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 most of our batters aren't on the D, on the DL, well, then, we're, uh, then we're then then we're good. <laughs> But uh, yep. that that hurt last uh, last season in the beginning where we we're just like, hey, guess what? All your best hitters, yeah, all injured. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, well, thanks for that. But most of them recovered. We might want to get in a couple hitters just because if they're getting injured that easily, that's not a good sign, and we may have to let go of some of our previously really good hitters that are just getting a little old and starting to get a little injured too fast, and replace them with some young some young guys who can. Uh, Make the hits and actually make the bases without spraining an ankle.
1: Yeah.
0: But it'll be interesting to see how the trading news uh, comes up in the next uh, three, four months.
1: Yeah, and then I know, uh, I can't recall some, but there's been a couple managerial shifts too as well. Huh. Uh, The big one is that uh, Jim Leland, the manager for the Tigers, uh, resigned. Mm Mm-hmm. So now the Tigers are looking for a new
0: manager for them. Uh, seems like those ones were like, because when you say resigned, I'm like, oh, well, then he's probably, you know, he was age or maybe sickness because, I mean, like, the Tigers did great. So you know, there's no real reason to just, like, quit because, oh, uh, I should just get out of the game. We suck, you know. It's like – so I'm assuming that's, that's probably health-related or age-related. Uh, We'll see. Although with baseball, you can – manage until you're 110. There's been plenty of ancient managers who as long as they can keep their... uh, Yeah, but then again, if you have to be on the road and stuff all the time, maybe at a certain point, you just want to be done with that. I guess I can get that, too. Because I'm not the kind of person who likes traveling. I think if I was a manager of a team, I think the best I could get out of me was like two or three years tops, and I think I'd be like, no, can I just... Can I just be part of, like, managerial staff and just stay in our town and let someone else do the, do the on-the-road stuff? But then, yeah, I'm not a person who likes it. I mean, a lot of these guys who were managers were players, so they're used to the road. The road would just kill me. Yeah. It, is, it is not something I, I, I hate traveling. <laughs> it just wouldn't work.
1: That's uh, most uh, news that I've seen for baseball so far.
0: You know, it's one of those things where you wouldn't expect you know this soon after the series to just be getting news, but yet you know we are getting the the replay news, we're getting the free agent news, and more is going to be coming along the way. So it's it's definitely something to be excited about.
1: It's how how we mentioned before is you know everything is put on every wheeling and dealings. Even though they're still behind the scenes, that takes a back seat to the. Series until it's done and over with, give it some time to let it sink in, and then after that, boom, a flood of news from yeah. the changes that the team has done in that time span.
0: Yep, and it's definitely, you know, it's just these little bits of news that keep you going until we get to opening day. Well, technically, uh,
1: training.
0: spring training and the uh, preseason games, which are always always just kind of fun to check out. Because mm-hmm. that's where you get to see a lot of the new guys and a lot of the new trades and stuff first start
1: players, playing. A lot of the new the uh, lot of guys from the from AAA fighting for a for a spot in the NL on the uh, in the majors roster. Yep. So yeah,
0: I'm curious what kind of what rookies will be coming up this year too, just to see who's going to be coming into our teams. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some exciting news coming in I and mean, you know every once in a while you get that uh you know that that trout level rookie which he now is the current like standard of like look if you're a super rookie you're you're basically you got to be trout <laughs> like yeah. you got to do this like insane uh, uh, fielding skills be a great be a fairly a fairly decent batter and then an amazing base runner
1: oh yeah base running as well as strong suits
0: yeah like, he's not like he's some sort of home-run king or anything like that. No, he, he's just a good hitter who then can just run like a maniac.
1: Yeah. If his bat doesn't get the job done, his legs do.
0: Yep. So, I mean, that's right now that is my current standard. And obviously it's a rookie that most people listening to the show would know who he is. So I don't have to go and reference some sort of super rookie from like the 80s or something. They're going to be like, who?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I did talk about him a lot last year.
0: Well, yeah, but there, but so did I, and I wasn't even an Angels fan. <laughs> it's just he was such a phenomenon; it was amazing. And then, he you was know, seeing this rookie head off to uh, the All-Star game, you know, and, and just that little, that little moment of his interview was like, oh, you know, because uh, whoever was uh, from the Yankees was the head of it um, was the coach for uh, the AL team.
1: No, it was the. Um, was It, it was. Uh, it was the Tigers. It was. Uh... Last year. Yeah, Jim Leland was uh, was uh, AL was AL because uh, the managers for the All-Star game are the managers that uh, manage the World Series.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember who it was. It was someone else from the Yankees was there and he was commenting how awesome it was to be, you know, in the same bullpen, not bullpen, but uh, to be on the same bench with him because, you know, he always wanted to play for the Yankees. And at that moment of that interview, I said, like, and as soon as his contract with the Angels is up, He's getting sniped by the Yankees. <laughs> I bet they have a little counter, like games left until until Trout is a free agent.
1: Ah, but that's assuming the Angels don't give a uh, Trout a good, uh, good uh, extension, good deal on his contract. You know.
0: Yeah, and if you know how he feels about you know playing uh, for the Angels
1: um, and, and, well the big thing it has to come down to is he's already played two years and there were two years that were subpar here comes year three If I, it, and the thing is if year three doesn't end up being a phenomenal year where they end up making a playoff run
0: yeah,
1: year four year five you might not see the, the same caliber of player from Trout until he's traded off or free agent up into another team
0: well, yeah, and you know, even if the Angels do offer to extend his contract, he can always say no. Yeah.
1: So it, yeah. it, it depends. Oh, no, and then uh, do the, uh, and test the uh, market, see how the market is.
0: Yeah. And the, the thing is with, with him, you know, like I said, there's certain players who say, oh, I love, you know, living in Insert City. Like there's certain players who are that way. You know, uh, famously, Mike Piazza said he didn't want to leave LA. Yeah, look at that! He went to the Mets. Well, yeah, but that's because management made some stupid choices, including getting rid of one of our one of our best hitters at the time. Yeah. I was gonna go like talk about his like fielding. I'm like, oh no, wait, he was a catcher. Never mind <laughs> his fielding skills of catching a ball. <laughs> Congratulations! You can do the most basic part of the sport. Um, but he talked about how he famously you know, did the whole like I don't. I don't want to go. Like, if I could stay here forever, I would. And so there's always that possibility that that Trout might be in that category going, like, yeah, you know, we might not be the best team, but I really like living here. But like I said, if if you went to free market, the Yankees are going to go, like, here's a giant sack of money. So would you like to play for us? We need new players because our team sucks right now. Yeah, they're old. Yeah. So they're going to start swooping up and grabbing younger players. And and I I wouldn't be surprised at all if, you know, come... The beginning of next season, we see an almost entirely new Yankees lineup. Or for the people they can replace, because some of them are still on contract. But I'm sure there'll be a lot of new blood coming into the Yankees in the next year or so. Uh, And any kind of skilled younger players they can get a hold of, they will. Because, you know, Yankees like being dominant. It's what they do. They are the
1: evil empire. Speaking about evil, I mean, I haven't really kept up too much with the uh, Alex Rodriguez thing, but, uh, yeah. I think they're still going on. I think he's appealed his 200 and some game suspension.
0: Yeah, he did appeal it. I haven't heard the uh, result of that, though.
1: Yeah, well, we'll find out later on when spring training comes in. I haven't really paid too much attention to that, uh.
0: It, it kind of faded into the background because of what yep. was going on. Well, at least for me, it was what was going off the Dodgers that started becoming more of a point of paying attention. But, you know, that was an ongoing controversy, you know, even to the end, you know, not the end of the season because obviously the process takes a while. It's been going on throughout all of last season. Or, yeah, I guess it would be last season now. Oh, yeah. uh, and so it's just kind of how that is. Yep. And I'm sure news of, new news did that again. But whatever. Uh, News of what's going on will probably start coming out, like you said, closer to spring where they decide what to do with him. And, you know, I I don't know. Because, like, obviously he was obviously doing, you know, there's evidence as to what he was doing. And yeah. so it's not one of those things where it's just like, well, you know, yeah, you could possibly, no, it's, it's, there, there's evidence. And so, you know, that, that's kind of it. And then his basic line of like, I didn't know that was illegal. And I go, lies, lies. You, you couldn't have not known that. It's like, <laughs> that'd be like someone in football being all like oh I didn't I didn't or no no, that, that was just a stick of baseball that would be like I'd uh, like adding t- tarring up and going like I didn't know that was illegal and it's like you didn't know tarring was illegal
1: the, the, yeah the, no tarring is illegal
0: it's been illegal for like 50 I 60 70 to the ball better. yeah it's been illegal for how many decades now
1: for a while now I know you can use I know you can use you know pine tar to get a good grip on your bat I understand that you don't want to have your bat flying into the stands yeah
0: but you can't use it on the ball yeah and so you know it'd be one of those things if someone you know specifically if a pitcher came up and said I didn't know that was illegal I'm like no you can't play this sport and not know that's a <laughs> or or, or you know, if a batter, like, decided to take the bat with him as he crossed the bases and hit each player along the way, you know, <laughs> like that scene from uh, Problem Child, then, uh, you know, and, and, you, and if the batter went, I didn't know that was against the rules. I'm like, yes, you did. You, you can't be a professional and not know that. Yeah. God, I can't believe I just referenced Problem Child.
1: <laughs> well, you did. You got to live with it
0: now. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm ashamed. But in my defense, like, everyone who was, like, young at the time saw that movie
1: that or Sandlot
0: Sandlot was way better but Sandlot came a couple of years later anyways but Sandlot at least was a fun baseball movie that was that was like one scene is when he's playing Little League and just decides to run the bases like hitting everyone with the baseball bat um, while the Sandlot like the kids knew how to play the freaking game <laughs> yep and just had like that crazy summer adventure that like I never had because this only happened in movies <laughs>
1: Yep. All right then. So moving on. How are our
0: other How are other sports looking like before we hit into football and uh, some of the fun controversy in there?
1: Well, hockey. Let's see how things are going in hockey quack, land. Quack quack
0: quack quack, <laughs> quack 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 quack. Well, quack, there's the, a the, the
1: good and a bad. The Ducks right now are on a two-game losing streak. Yeah, I know. But on the plus side, the Kings are uh, starting up their start are uh, starting up their win streak again.
0: Yeah, it's it's great to see both Southern California teams uh, being pretty decent this year.
1: Yep. But we'll see what ends up. the Ducks right? actually have uh, have uh, league leading in points right now too. Oh, nice! They are twenty one game points, so they are the ones with the most points in the league right now.
0: All right. And it's really strange when you sit there. You're like twenty one, and I'm like, that's kind of low. And then I think for a second, I'm like, yeah, but it's hockey, and you could win hockey game one to zero. In fact, more often than not, you find a one to zero game or a two to one game. You know, it's not like you get these super high scoring games. I remember, yep. I can't remember. I think it was back at the the pond when it was still the pond. Uh, they used to have a thing that if like if like a player performs a hat trick. Like, everyone who attended got, like, some sort of really... Or something. Yeah, some sort of nifty thing. I can't remember what it was. And it was like, what are the odds of any player on the Ducks ever performing a hat trick? (laughs) But, you know, it's not like... I'm pretty sure it's happened. I I don't know the full stats over all the years of the Ducks. They've been around for a while now. I'm sure at some point that's happened. I don't know if it's happened at a home game, but I'm pretty sure at some point or another we've gotten a, a Ducks hat trick. They're not unheard of. At some point. Yeah. So, Plus, yeah. Plus, I, I, I love the term because it doesn't sound like what it is. If you told someone, like, oh, he scored a hat trick, you'd be like, is that like a special, like, bank shot or something? <laughs> it's like it means scoring three goals. But I've used that term in other things before. Um, the other term I really like, actually, is the bowling term for three strikes in a row, a turkey. Yep. I just I don't know who came up with that one,
1: but I dig it. It's
0: just a cool cool word for scoring.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't really kept much up on uh, hockey except just you know knowing that the Ducks are, you know leading the league in points.
0: And even if a lose streak, it happens. You know, every, no team can keep a winning streak going forever, except for the Chiefs. Uh,
1: All we'll, right.
0: We'll get to football. <laughs> But, you know, it is looking pretty good for, uh, for both SoCal teams. We'll keep an eye on them. It's still early in the season, but we'll keep an eye on them as uh, this goes because, you know, hockey deserves more love than it gets. And I, I know why it doesn't get a lot of love in L.A. because most of us didn't play it growing up. But, you know, I lived in a more rural part when I first got into hockey where we did hockey so for me it was kind of a thing I really wanted to do and I, I got really upset when my parents want to let me play wee hockey because I was gonna quote get hurt to which I said I want to play defense it's my job to hurt the other players <laughs> I'm not the one getting hurt it's gonna be the other players getting hurt I was I was big for my age unfortunately I stopped growing when I was 14 <laughs> It would have been really great for uh, for being in Pee weeks I would have been bigger than most of the kids. And then, you know, as soon as I got to 14, everyone had their growth spurts at like 15. And suddenly I'm just being towered over. And I'm like, oh, great. Never going to be doing anything else physical for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I'm now suddenly a short guy on, in the group. 5'9 yeah, doesn't mean much. And when all your friends grow to 5'11. <laughs> yeah,
1: apparently. So, yeah, so uh, moving on. Basketball
0: yep what's going on in my least favorite sport that's counting MLS
1: <laughs> it's oh,
0: not counting yeah. MLS MLS might actually be I mean, less so
1: I'm but, getting to soccer right after this because it's the only thing I heard about for a while the la- the la- and yesterday yeah. but anyways basketball uh, the Heat are at the top of the division You know. no surprise uh, uh, the 76ers are at top of their division oh interesting and the Pacers are on top of their division.
0: Yeah, they've been strong for... for they're, they're a team that goes back and forth on being strong, but it, it's no surprise to see them up there.
1: And considering that they're the only undefeated team in the NBA right now?
0: Yeah.
1: But, you but know, that might help.
0: The Heat is going to remain a strong team for a while. I, you know, we, we always make our LeBron jokes, so we'll just skip over that this time around. But um, they are a team that has been fairly strong. They have a good lineup, and they're... They're not getting to that point where they're getting that, uh, like the Lakers right now, getting a lot of older players now, and it's really weird when you talk about older players because in different sports means different things. In baseball, and older players like in his late 30s, in basketball, and older players like early 30s.
1: Yeah, what are you thirty one? Over the hill, man. A pitcher can go up to his forties, maybe fifties, if he's in good shape.
0: It depends on how much wear on his arm. If he's just a closer, closers can last a lot longer. But you know, if he's an opener who goes, you know, six, seven innings, that's going to eventually wear him out. But
1: yeah, well, I mean, if you look at look at it that way, I mean, there's also something
0: like the power hitters have gotten a little older too. They just switch to being catchers or right fielders or first (laughs) basemen. And, and if they were any kind of speed position prior to,
1: well, if you want to look at it, Mariano Rivera, he he retired at the age of forty-three. Yeah. So there's the, that, you know, shows, that shows the age that they can go, and that's just playing the game. Yeah, you know,
0: and that's yeah because like, they can always go off to become coaches, they, managers, um, and in some cases even team owners.
1: Yeah, they move on to becoming managers, and they end up being there till they're like fifties or sixties.
0: Yeah,
1: and sometimes owners, like you said, or GMs. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Anyways, back to uh, basketball real quick. Uh, in the Western Conference, the Trailblazers are at the top of their division. Okay. Or the Spurs, and amazingly, the Clippers are the uh, top team in the uh, Pacific Division.
0: And no one in LA cares. Yeah.
1: Uh, but why well, everyone in LA cares that the Lakers are four and six.
0: Yeah, well, not a huge surprise because again, like I said, their team is getting a little old, and you got basically got a bunch of old prima donnas there, and so you know young players. Even if they bring in young players, you know you get these prima donna guys who are ball hogs and glory hogs, but basically at the end of their days, and LA's not going to trade any of them off, or at least they won't trade off Kobe. Uh, so Kobe can start and end his career for the same team, which is kind of cool. But you know, Kobe is getting a little older. He's been had a couple leg injury or knee injuries. I believe there were knee injuries uh, last year and the year before that. So it's one of those things where it's like you know, it's great for them to keep Kobe around for however many seasons he has left in him. At the same time, I'm like you know, Lakers, if you guys want to be the dominant force, you're gonna have to get some young guys in there and actually play them. Meanwhile, the Clippers can do as good as they want, and no one in LA cares, and it is tragic because the Clippers have been fairly strong the last few years. Yeah, they haven't been like, you know, winning the, the finals or anything, but they've been a fairly strong team, and in some cases, I think last year may have actually had a better record than the Lakers. I'm don't quote me on that, but I thought they did. Um,
1: last year they did beat the they did win the season series against the Lakers. They, yeah, they did win the season series at least. Not only that they also won the Pacific Division as well. Yeah. So in the last couple of years the Clippers have been come a, have, been, have been becoming a dominant force. And it's really weird that no one in LA will pay attention to them. It's just like, oh, you're not the Lakers. It doesn't matter how
0: good you do. You know, it's it's like being like the the middle child or something. You know, it's always that's always the joke in the sitcoms. You know, the oldest child is is you know, always the best at everything and then the youngest child is the cute one and the poor middle child just no one cares and it really kind of feels like in SoCal uh, the, the Clippers are like the middle child that no one cares about. <laughs> it's like, look how good I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But your older brother's having some issues. We gotta pay attention to him. <laughs> it's like, big Playoffs! I'm in the playoffs. I, I know, I know, but your Kobe sprained an ankle. Okay, walking to the fridge, and and we need to make sure that his ankle that he hurt getting to the fridge was you know we got to make sure that that's that's more important than you guys in the playoffs. What? It's so sad. It's just like the younger brother that nobody cares about.
1: <laughs>
0: I feel so yeah. sorry. Yeah. Like, Cause like my my family my family my, my stepdad is a clippers fan been a clippers fan forever and he is sits there and every time they're doing good he always has to brag a hundred times and i'm like yes but you understand dad that anyone you talk to in la doesn't care the clippers what they need to do is they need to change their if the clippers played out of like the honda center and somehow if that was you know you, you can do it they've done they have that for other teams or they can switch it from a hockey rink to a basketball court Heck, no, no, take it back. When it was the Pond, they used it for the high school championship basketball games. And I saw the Harlem Globetrotters there, so I know they can do it. If they turn the Honda Center into a basketball court, move the Clippers down there, call them the, you know, the Anaheim Clippers or the Orange County Clippers or the L.A. Clippers of Anaheim. I mean, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I think changing their base location would suddenly add a bunch of fans, because you're going to have a bunch of people in Orange County who goes like, oh yeah, this is our team now, and they're going to the playoffs. Well, Screw you, Lakers.
1: <laughs> not only that, with the uh, new coach that the Clippers had, he, he insisted, I can't remember his name, but he used to be the Boston coach, I think. Anyways, to go on with the point, he insists that when it's a Clippers home game, they cover up the Laker banners. Yeah. Cause what's the point of displaying Laker Banners when it's a Clippers home game?
0: I'm telling you, I don't know what what's required, but if they moved the team to the Honda Center and even if they still stayed the LA Clippers and they just played out of the Honda Center, I wouldn't care, but they'd get a huge new fan base, and they could actually just put up a bunch of Clippers stuff and not have to worry about having to cover up Lakers stuff. Just make it the new place. You know, it's at the home of the Clippers and the Ducks. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> The Duck Clippers. Yeah. Plus, plus I'll, I'll say it this way. Had they been playing out of there back when it was the pond, back when, you know, because I was going to, to Ducks games back in the day because I had a lot of friends like the Ducks. Let's talk about that in previous episodes. If the Clippers were playing out of there, in high school I probably would have been dragged to several Clippers games by my stepdad and I'd probably be more of a basketball fan than I actually am. Well, because I'm not a basketball fan at all. Um, I probably would have become one just out of, like, well, I watched, like, 40 Clippers games when I was in high school and junior high and stuff, so, yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'd go Clips! But, you know, I didn't. I went to junior high in a place where people were with a, some guys who were into hockey, then I went to high school with more friends who were into hockey, and so, guess what? I kind of got into hockey, but never... I mean, it was never as dominant to me as baske- basketball as football or baseball but that's because I had family pushing football and baseball on me while I didn't have family pushing hockey I just had friends um, and my family and my stepdad never tried to push basketball on me because I don't know actually I have no idea why he tried to push that on me so you know but like I said that's what they need to do they, Clippers move to the freaking Honda Center I'm sure they can schedule games with the Ducks that aren't going to interfere, it'll be fine.
1: It's the same way it was it was with, with the Kings. They have to have games scheduled where they don't interfere. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it would make
0: things less complicated out of the Staples Center too, because now instead of having Clippers, Kings, and uh, Lakers all in the same place, you just have the Kings and the Lakers. And then, you know, no, it's again, easier to we, do. We
1: end up getting this whole, you know, uh, Lakers, Lakers-Kings versus Clippers-Ducks. Yeah but, but it, then again it'd
0: be kind of fun it play up for rivalry a little bit more and like I said because Orange County generally has an anti-LA stance because you know we're like again it's that whole like ignored little brother because we're sitting there going like it's like LA gets all the popularity and fame and we're like we have Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm and Boysenberry Jam what else do you want from us <laughs> How are we viewed as the as the idiot younger brother? No, no, no that. We're the middle child who's ignored because everyone loves L.A. and then San Diego everyone likes, and then Orange County stuck right in the middle. No one cares about us at all, and we're like Disneyland, knots, boysenberry, our own unique berry. You can't get it in like any places that you can't get knots jam. You cannot get boysenberry. And, which, which hurts me because you know I love my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I'm living in a place where I can't have boysenberries, and it it just kills me a little bit inside. So like I want a freaking boysenberry jam. <laughs> I have to like buy like five bottles of that and, like just ship them to myself.
1: There we go now.
0: <laughs> my, my secret oh. my secret hidden stash of boysenberry jam. <laughs>
1: uh, well, it's time to move on. We've got uh, soccer to talk about.
0: Go Bus USA. Woo! Oh, wait, no. no. I live not. in Boston now. Viva la revolution! No.
1: No. Because
0: that's our team. Our team's the revolution.
1: Okay. <laughs> I forgot that Boston I, has that team, too. I forgot. I forgot, Maybe I forgot so. it.
0: I was told by someone when I made my comment about uh, Boston dominance with John Cena, uh, the Red Sox, and then the Patriots uh, top of their lead which they're still top of their division. You know, and I was like, well, what's next? Is is our, you know, are the Celtics going to go through and kick some butt? Are we going to have the Bruins, like, get the Stanley Cup? Or do we even have a major league soccer team? And then someone was like, yes, we do. They're called the Revolution. I'm like, that's awesome. (laughs) That makes way more sense, the Boston Revolution. Okay, yeah, cool. You know, 1776, got that. Versus, like, you know, LA Galaxy, which I'm like, Galaxy? Oh, because movie stars, stars, galaxy, is that what it's... I don't know. It just, it just seems like an odd choice of name, yeah. and I know we've gone through other. We went through the names of different teams, and like half the teams have that weird cheebus USA kind of thing, where they're just like a word, and it just yeah. annoys me.
1: So, anyways, we'll um, go ahead and talk about World Cup twenty fourteen Brazil. Oh, real soccer, soccer, okay. real soccer. <laughs> MLS doesn't uh, count, but like
0: World Cup, it counts because I've I went as so a side story. I went to e three uh, the year. Um, I want to say it was the South Africa. Was it South Africa, whatever it was? Uh, I believe
1: it might have been uh, Japan. No, no, it wasn't. Japan was here. It was a twenty fourteen. Uh, it was a twenty ten World Cup.
0: Yeah, it was a twenty ten World Cup. Um, I thought that was South Africa. I might be wrong on that, but basically, I
1: think, like I think that might have been South Africa.
0: You have all like the all the newest video games, and at a little lounge with like a big screen TV set up with. A couple big screen TVs set up with a couple different uh, whatever games were going on at the time. And literally, that route lounge was always packed. Yeah, and I'm it like, was, guys, was... we can look at like, this new Skyrim game they're working on. Or not Skyrim, wasn't out yet. Uh, what was the big one from Bethesda? Oh, we have, we have Fallout Vegas from Bethesda. We have, like, the 3DS. And you're watching freaking soccer. Yep,
1: yeah, it, it was in South Africa, and it was the birth of the Vuvuzelas. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then
0: you know, like on the other hallway, we had uh, Konami showing off *A Lord of Shadows*, and a couple other big titles. I think when new Assassin. I think that was the showing off of *Assassin's Creed: Brotherhood* of *Revelations*, one of the two. The two. And so, there were some big titles being showed off, shown off, and yet that lounge was always packed with people, like standing on top of people to see the TVs. And I'm like. Guys, it's, it's called a cell phone. You can just click it, and then it'll show you the score.
1: <laughs> so anyways, let me go ahead and talk about some stuff, because we got teams that are in, teams that are out. But I'm just going to talk about the t- few teams that are in, and a big game that was played yesterday. Okay. <laughs> a, bunch of big, well, a lot of big games were played yesterday, but a really big one, because I heard a lot about it. And Well, come on. It's obvious. Uh, these are the teams that are in right now, currently. It's Iran, South Korea, Japan, Australia.
0: Okay. See, the,
1: teams, the teams that are in for the, uh, for the, in the CAF for Africa, the, those qualifiers are going to be determined next week. Okay. The teams for the, for the South American uh, division, I guess it would be, is the teams that are in is that Brazil is in, because since they're the host country, they're automatically in.
0: I don't like that. That's lame. <laughs> their team can totally suck, but because they're in, they get in. And so, somewhat, you know, Argentina or whatever loses their chance because...
1: Well, Argentina is in, so they Woo. don't lose their chance. And Colombia, Chile, and Ecuador are all in. Yeah.
0: I have no connections to any of these countries at all.
1: <laughs> and right now, there was, a, but there was a bubble play, which was Jordan, Jordan plays Uruguay. For uh, the, one of the final spots yesterday, and Ur, I believe I've had that score pulled up here. Uh, Uruguay, 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 <laughs> Uruguay ended up winning that, champ, that, uh, that game five nothing. Wow! Yeah,
0: that's that's insane for soccer.
1: <laughs> so that uh, so that kind of gets uh, puts Uruguay up on the notch for the uh, final playoff spot. Okay. In the European League, European division, mm-hmm. the, the teams that are in are Belgium, Italy, Germany, the Netherlands, Switzerland, Russia, Bosnia, and Bosnia and Herzegovina. They're, they're together, England, and then Spain.
0: Oh, yeah, Spain's always in. England's usually pretty strong. But it's kind of interesting to know that the Bosnia-Herzegovina is in there. It's not a country I think of to be dominant in soccer. It's a country I think of to be dominant in... Landmines and like dead people, so good. Good for them. And then, and bear in mind, I'm coming from an American bias where all I know is what the news tells me, which apparently <laughs> is that every country other than America is a third world despotic hellhole. Yep. So,
1: yep. And then uh, there's going to be four key playoff games tomorrow, being played November 15th, for the four final playoff spots between Portugal and Sweden, the Ukraine and France. Greece and Romania, and Iceland and Croatia. As I read it off, those are the matchups.
0: All right. So it looks like things are starting to come together for uh, the 2014... Uh, I can't call it a season, because it's not always... Tournament, I guess is the proper word.
1: In the Oceania League, um, there, is, there may be the... the, the there was a gameplay. They only had a possible, they only had a possible half a World Cup berth, which that means that that division has to play another team in another division for that for that one spot.
0: Huh.
1: And that potential play team was New uh, New Zealand. Hmm. And in the Concacaf, which is the North American division, they have three and a half World Cup berths, and the teams that are in huh. it are the U.S. Yeah. Costa Rica and Honduras.
0: Huh.
1: Mexico is the team that's playing in that uh, final playoff spot between that uh, with that half game, and that game was played yesterday. And they're going. And they're they're going up game, against New Zealand then, or it was Mexico New Zealand. Hmm. And that game was played yesterday, and Mexico won the the the, the matchup five to one.
0: Wow. Dude, don't mess with Latin America when it comes to soccer. They will kick your ass. Yep. Actually, Spain's been so dominant, I wonder if it's just the Spanish blood. It's just like, if if Spain colonized you at some point, you will be awesome at soccer.
1: But yeah, but so far, that is our uh, our World Cup qualifiers right now. All right. The only thing we have left to, to see who's, because uh, we got a lot of the World Cup births already. There's only five, nine more qualifying games left Okay. F- who, who will enter the World Cup. That's, that's
0: going to be kind of cool. So then those should all be wrapped up before the end of the year. So we already know who's going to be in the tournament, you know, by January, I imagine. Yep. So that'd be, that's kind of cool. I'm actually, it's kind of different though, because... You know, like I said, I made my, my comment about my, my E three anecdote. But the thing is that I did kinda get into the World Cup just because I had I knew people who were who were really getting excited about certain games. So I was generally aware of what was going on in the tournament. That was actually kind of kinda cool. Like I said, it's not games I would take time to go and watch it just because, you know, I don't care about soccer, but it just the tournament itself actually fascinates me. It's kind of cool seeing these matchups that you only get in the World Cup, or arguably you could get that in the World Baseball Classic too, technically, but not on such a grand scale. There's a much larger scale in the World Cup. You know, that, how many total countries actually play and take to even get in to qualify?
1: Total qu- countries all playing is let's see, four nine. 15, 28, 32 teams.
0: Yeah, 32 teams, and all those teams had to play other teams to even get to this, this point. Uh, and that that's a lot of countries when you really start to think about it. You know, and it's a shame if you're like in New Zealand and something, and your your team loses to Mexico, and you're just out. <laughs> but you know, it, it obviously happens. There's, you know, obviously there's those European games you were talking about, and then you said the uh, the African games are also going on right now too. So, you know, there's a lot of countries that are actually involved in this, you know, whole tournament, and it's kind of kind of impressive actually. And I think I like it because it's really it's this in the Olympics. You know, <laughs> from the times where you really get to see. Almost every country—not all—not because like there's 200 plus countries in the world, but a good chunk of the countries of the world playing against each other.
1: Yep. So yeah, um, but Mexico ended up getting that uh, the the, for the intercontinent playoffs, the Jordan versus Uruguay and Mexico versus New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Um, The skinny on this is that Uruguay has. It was in the same spot in the 2010 cycle and scrapped Costa Rica, they lost all penalties to Australia in twenty six, Yeah, But anyways, um, there's two matches up that to play, which was yesterday's game and then next week's game on the 20th. But pretty much the way that this goes, that soccer goes is, mostly points are awarded by how many goals you score. Mm-hmm. So right now, Uruguay has a strong lead against Jordan with the 5-0 lead.
0: Jeez yeah it's uh, it's just kind of a it's kind of cool how it all works out and you know last the lot the 2010 one we weren't doing this we weren't doing this show yet because obviously this is season two so yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's one of those things where it's actually kind of cool to know that you know we can actually cover through this this season and it'd be kind of uh, exciting to see how everything develops and we'll see how far the USA gets through it and then if USA is out, I guess I'll choose another country to go for. Uh, I'd choose, I would go for Spain due to my last name, but, or Greece if they make it in. But I'm not huge on Spain considering how massively racist those people are. <laughs> uh, for those who haven't, you can actually find footage of uh, the fans in Spain making uh, monkey noises when uh, Spain was playing an, Afric- an uh, African team. and uh yeah that's come on guys it's it's uh, that was 2010 you know it's the 21st century i think we're past this kind of petty crap aren't we aren't we the civilized world at this point we're not like you know we're we're not ancient rome you know we're not throwing people to lions let's kind of get over stupid things like that just saying yeah so
1: yeah that's our um that that's the, the lowdown in World Cup qualifying. We have only got nine uh currently 99 uh, World Cup qualifying berths to to look through. I think Uruguay and New Mexico have a lock on there.
0: Yeah, with with those numbers of points right now, World I think <laughs> I think they're doing good.
1: So we'll we'll see how next week goes, because you know you never know how many points they might score. Maybe those goals might have been too used up. Then next week they just can't score goals.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. But I, I, I'm at a point of saying Mexico's in just because they're they're always prep a strong team. I mean it's. They they play, they play two sports there. They play baseball and they play soccer. That's all they play. <laughs> you know, Mexico not really known for its golfers, not really known for its ice hockey players, not really known for its basketball players. But there's some amazing baseball players and some amazing soccer players that come out of there. So, you know, and I'm sure New Zealand is good for stuff too. I'm sure, there's something they do other than Peter Jackson movies. I just don't know what it is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then the horror movies like. We'll have the draw once all the teams, all the all the teams have their berth for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, December sixth is when we'll get the uh, group uh, matchups. Okay. So, uh, well, a few weeks we'll we'll do another World Cup report for the the group matchups for World Cup.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll start choosing what teams we want to want to support in this whole thing.
1: Yeah. So we talked about baseball. We talked about hockey. We talked about basketball. We talked soccer more than average.
0: Yeah, really. Um, I guess it's time to kind of close it out with a little bit of football. We won't go too long, just because uh, fortunately, I don't have the uh, current stats in front of me. Of, uh, division stats. I don't have them in front of me. I'm not using my standard computer, so I would have to go and like load them up right now. But.
1: Uh, I can get them up real quick here. Okay, you get that
0: up, but I figure since everyone else is going to talk about it, we should briefly touch on the uh, situation in Miami. Uh, for those who don't know the full story, as I understand it, uh, there was a little bit of team hazing going on, uh, especially...
1: Hazing? Is what, what do you call it? Hazing or would you call it? Bullying?
0: See, I don't like that term because they're professional athletes. You can't bully a professional football player. <laughs>
1: Well, I guess we can call it extreme hazing.
0: Extreme hazing is fine. Now, for those who don't know or have never played sports, and Miguel, you've played some sports, i played some sports, and I've had a lot of friends who were athletes basically teasing each other in the locker room, you know, making jokes at each other, you know, Getting getting each other's goat—that's kind of part of the team camaraderie. There's always a little bit that's always considered acceptable and just good fun, you know. There's a certain level you can go making some jokes, you know. If someone strikes out, you know, making a snide comment about them striking out, or you know, if a kicker misses the field goal, you know, there's, 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 they're going to hear a little bit about that in the locker room. It's just going to happen. That's kind of how it is. Or, you know, whatever your sport is. There's always some sort of little hazing going on between guys. It's just That's just how guys are. You, you'd agree with that, Miguel? Yeah. However, I think it is completely possible to take it too far. And I would say that the two major ways of taking things too far, uh, way number one is to get really physical about it. Like, you missed that field goal, now I'm going to punch you in the face until you, like, pass out. Like, okay, that's, that's no longer... That, that's just abuse. Like that's, that goes beyond like you know, razzing each other in the locker room, and you know, there's a difference between snapping someone in the butt with a with a towel, and you know, maybe like slamming them into the wall and saying, if you miss one more field goal, I'm gonna like, like smash your teeth in or something. You know, obviously there's there's a difference there, and there's a difference between saying, hey, nice kick. How about next time you aim for the field goal, you know, aim for the uprights, you know, and then calling some, you know, dropping, like, several N-bombs and talking about raping somebody's wife. Like, there's there's a difference there. And, yeah. unfortunately, in Miami, we got the N-bombs and talking about raping somebody's wife. So, that kind of crosses a major line there that I'm like, dude, maybe drop down on those steroids or maybe go see a therapist or whatever issues are causing you to say that kind of crap because that's taking things too far. And I don't like the fact that some people are like, he was bullied in the locker room because I'm like, you can't bully a ripped out football player. I don't care. Like, you can't do it. Like, in my mind, the guy who gets bullied, short, fat kid gets bullied, you know. Um, Awkward girl who doesn't fit in with the other girls gets bullied, you know. Not... Not big ripped out dude. Ripped out dude doesn't get bullied, you know. I don't I don't want to hear <laughs> that word associated with someone who's big and strong. And I mean granted, um the player's a quarterback, isn't he? So he's not like the he's not like a linebacker or something, but even still, it's not one of those things wherein I don't know, it was a receiver. Wasn't it he was a receiver or quarterback? What was the position of uh, the guy who's leaving the Dolphins?
1: Oh Uh, Richie Incognito, right?
0: No, he's the one who's causing the problem. Who's the...
1: Jonathan Martin. he was the kicker.
0: Kicker, thank you. So the kicker isn't like the biggest, strongest guy. So yes, uh, Incognito probably has a good 50 pounds of muscle on uh, the kicker guy. But it's still one of those things wherein I have difficulty comprehending that in my brain, but that doesn't mean you can't take the... The razzing or the hazing or whatever to a too much of an extreme, and I feel that there is an extreme, and I think this actually crossed that barrier. If he just made like insults about him not being able to kick right, or you know, made belittling comments about like his skills on the field or something, I think I'd be fine with that. But you know, when you start throwing like race into it, like in an extreme, just racism for the sake of racism, not like you know. I don't know, Me, if I called Miguel like a lazy Mexican or something like that, I think that's fine. But if I just start calling you other, like, more offensive terms, I think, you know, obviously that'd be crossing a line. And, I mean, obviously you wouldn't care, because we've been friends for a while now. But in yeah. terms of if we were in the locker room, I would know better than to drop any kind of weird Mexican racial slurs at you, which is not my style anyways.
1: And also at the same time, too, I mean, you got to... you gotta gotta look at that too as well as like we're friends so I couldn't let you get away with saying that
0: yeah
1: you know even if it's in the locker room and we're messing around it's just the two of us but if a third person comes in and tries to be the same way that's when it's gonna be a stop that's when it's gonna just be stopped right there yeah I, i with me or you, or both of us, we'd be like, "You
0: stop right there." Yeah, that's not cool. I'm make, I'm, we're, I'm giving him a hard time because you know we're friends, and he may be messed up, and whatever. He'll do the same thing to me if I made a, you know some sort of major mistake too. Clearly, and, and I've heard other reports coming in that Incognito is not like the um, nicest or easiest person to get along with. It sounds like this is just like one of many people he's treated this way, and. That's that's on him, you know. He, the Dolphins should probably well one. He's a uh, PR nightmare. Get get rid of him. But I think these reports are basically going to kind of end his career. I don't know what team would want to take on a, the Eagles. The Eagles will take him. So yeah. you just trade him to the Eagles and then <laughs> just move on. Because you know, regardless of how good he is on the field, you don't want someone bringing that kind of negativity and both media negativity and negativity just generally into the room. You don't want the team feeling like they should leave because one guy is just being an asshole. And that's what he is. He's just being an asshole. True. And so...
1: So anyways, uh, Incognito filed a uh, non-injury grievance against the team. Against the Dolphins. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah and pretty much you know the players Association released a statement today saying you know you know this is all under his rights under the collective bargaining agreement you know so he has the right to challenge it but we'll see how the um, uh, how the arbitrator decides to rule on it you know
0: yeah well the thing is this when there's recordings that's hard to argue
1: with. <laughs> not only that uh, also that the the uh, bullied, player yeah. uh Jonathan martin is meeting up with uh, the lead investigator on friday tomorrow yeah. in new york about these
0: well the thing is if if what i've heard from various sources is true and there's other people he's treated this way you know if they all stand up together and go oh yeah yeah i don't have recordings of it but he totally said that kind of crap to me too you know you basically ending your career <laughs> So we'll see how this goes. Uh, he deserves whatever. Well, it's one of those one, weird ones where I'm like, he deserves what he gets. But then if he gets off, then like I, I totally have to eat my words and be like, well, he didn't deserve that. But but he, what he does deserves. He definitely deserves to be fired, or traded off or something. Just he's a PR nightmare. The Dolphins aren't even doing that good. They they deserve. They don't deserve this. You know, it's, it's the same thing last year with uh, Ocho Cinco in a preseason where he was where he went through the trouble of the law. And uh, basically, by the way, it annoys the hell out of me that his name is 8-2. <laughs> but whatever. We, we've, we've had our discussion on that one and our jokes on that one. But he had his issues with the law, and they basically were just like, your cuts and and supposedly he wasn't doing as well during a training season but he's a guy who already had an established career i could see him half-assing it during training thinking well i'm a name why wouldn't they want to why wouldn't they want to keep me i'm a former patriot thank you very much you know and they they basically used his performance in training to not be up to it but you know that was all due to the charges why would you want to keep it, player? Why would you want to have a player on your team who has charges and he's going to be nothing but a media nightmare? And here's another thing like this again, where it's just like, yeah, we got another media nightmare. Let's just get rid of this guy, regardless of what happens in terms of his standing with the league.
1: Yep. Not only that, the uh, the league is looking into uh, into put into hazing, so seeing what it is, you know, finding to spell out what's, you know. What's acceptable, what isn't.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, carrying the, being the rookie and carrying the, all the team's bags, I say that's acceptable, you know? Yeah. It, it's part of the hazy. It's one of those things where it's like, you have to carry our bags for the next, you know, for, for the next month and let the next rookie carry our bags. You know, that yeah, kind of thing.
0: But, it, but it's also one of those things where those older players had to go through it too. You know, it's kind of an initiation like, hey, I did this. You did this. It just shows that you're willing to carry the weight of the team. And in football, every single player has to be willing to carry the weight of the team. You you have to be there for each other. You can't just of any of really any sport, I'd say other than maybe basketball showboating in football. It just leads to injuries. It, It leads to injuries. It leads to team dysfunction. And, and I'd say basketball is the next one I'd really put in that category where if you're the showboat, you're, you're just going to get hurt. You're going to have the team pissed off. You know, it's one of those things where you guys have to have each other's backs. You know, I, I would say in other sports, and, you know, it's probably not as big of an issue, um, though I think some people would argue hockey. And I, I, would, I would probably agree with that, too. But um, definitely in football, it, it's very much a I got your back. You know, I'll take that hit so that the quarterback can throw the ball in time. Like, I will take that hit so that the receiver can actually get out and catch the ball. You know, it's so all that, about it's being able the
1: to. the running back can break through the gap we just
0: made for him. Yeah, it's all about. I will put my body on the line for you, so I get this, the physical physical stuff. Saying like, look, you're going to f- literally carry our weight, so that on the field you will figuratively carry our weight. And, and I'm fine with that, you know, but if they, if while he's doing that, they start chucking like rocks at him, then yeah, you're, you're crossing a line. <laughs> and, you know, it, there is a fine line and obviously it's going to change person to person. Uh, there's definitely going to be people who, you know, will put up with more than other people will. But, you know, obviously don't, don't go making like lewd comments about a guy's wife that's that's one of those that's one of those guy rules we've had for a while you know you don't hit on another guy's girl that's just the rule especially if it's a friend or a teammate you don't do that but that, that breaks the rules you know and, and like not even hitting on like even just making those kinds of comments you know it, it's just that goes i mean not saying like she's pretty whatever that's your generic thing but i mean saying like oh man i'm going to take your wife uh, after the game, I'm gonna to totally bang your wife. You know, so it's like, uh, not cool, bro. Don't don't say that. That yeah. that crosses the line.
1: Yeah, not cool at all.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely one of those kinds of things where it's going to be one of those fine lines, and it's interesting to see how the investigation turns up and what kind of stuff happens, and hopefully this doesn't get to one of those extremes where you know one offhanded comment suddenly someone gets fined. You know. $5,000, because they made a off-hand remark at the receiver who fumbled the ball. Yeah. Or did, actually more of a miss-missed the catch or dropped the catch, you know, because fumbling is more usually associated with a quarterback. But, you know, if a quarterback fumbles, you know, and somebody goes, like, hey, way to go, dumbass Butterfingers, you know, and suddenly they get fined $5,000 for that, I'm like, no, that, I, I think it, that's just part of how it is. That's dudes being dudes. But you know, if the guy instead, you know, tells the guy off and pushes him into a wall, then yeah, I find find him the five thousand dollars or whatever the the fees is going to end up being at the end of this, because yeah, that's that's crossing a line.
1: He's already uh, incognito's already losing two hundred thousand dollars for every game he's not playing. Good. So, anyways, uh, let's go with the uh, standings, zone. Huh?
0: Yeah, you got them? Yep. All right. I was looking at them earlier, so uh, I know of a few of the things, you know. So let's let's get them. Let's go through our uh, top teams since All right. we're kind of long on time this episode.
1: Yeah, so just the top teams in each division. So we can cut it short and call it a night. Uh AFC East, the Patriots are sitting atop at 7-2. and Yep.
0: Yeah, still staying strong.
1: nice. Uh, in the AFC North, the Bengals are sitting on top at 6-4. and Who would have guessed?
0: It's <laughs> the same thing I said last time we talked about this, but still, who would have guessed?
1: In the AFC South, uh, with the Thursday night game, which was today with the Colts playing, the Colts actually ended up winning.
0: Oh, good. Today's game. So they're 7-3 now?
1: 8-3. Oh, three. yeah, 7-3, 7-3, I'm seven. sorry. By
0: week, so they are seven yeah, three. They're seven and three, and they were playing against Tennessee today, which is the number two in that division. So, it, winning that game was kind of a good thing because that separates the gap between the two of them just a bit more, and that's always helpful in you know when we're going to get more closer to playoffs and with over what is this week thirteen? Week uh, eleven,
1: actually.
0: Oh, week eleven. I'm off by two. Uh, it's week eleven, so we're getting we're coming towards that that playoff time point. Yeah, we only got a few more games to go. Continue.
1: We have in the AFC West, uh, and this week we have a battle of the top two. The Chefs are sitting undefeated at 9-0. I
0: love our Chefs joke. By the way, again, what the hell, Alex Smith? What the hell? I complain about all your mental issues and how you keep getting up in your head when you're at the Niners. You go to the middle of nowhere, you suddenly become a dominant team. What the hell? Oh, now you get the, this therapist, you know?
1: It comes down. It comes down to how, how how I mentioned before. It might be you know this was a team that was low low on the end, so they might not expect too much from me. So I'm not gonna. So the pressure's off to perform. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it
0: really is, because he's a player who gets so up in his head if he just has that mentality like, it's the Chiefs. We never go to the Super Bowl. I'm not worried.
1: Whatevs. And now, you know, so, he's also in a division that doesn't have the Giants. That's true, too. But well, confidence, but you know you what know, I mean. They
0: could still meet in the Super Bowl, and that's just going <laughs> to screw everything up. No, no, they won't, actually. If you look at the Giants standing, uh, they're not going to be in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> They're mathematically eliminated, I'm fairly certain. Because I think yeah. they're like 3-9 and nine or something. Or 3-7 and seven or something like that.
1: Somewhere around there, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's on the AFC side. And we're actually going to have a big matchup between the Chiefs and the Broncos this week.
0: Oh, i got to watch that. That's going to be our game of the week there.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Of course, granted, neither of us are in the market for that. <laughs> so we'll see no. what happens. <laughs>
1: Uh, we'll see maybe we might get it we might not we'll see how that goes yeah uh, now on to the NFC <laughs> NFC East has a uh, two way tie now with the Eagles and the Cowboys at 5 and 5
0: yeah woo go teams I hate
1: <laughs> and a two way tie for uh, last place between the Redskins and Giants at 3 and 6
0: oh 3 and 6 excuse me uh, yeah that's uh, that's just sad <laughs> yeah we're seeing none of them in the playoffs um, I mean I guess technically which you're going to get the top person of that, uh, that division probably getting into something but like that's just sad standings like you should not be the top team at like 5-5 five and five. that's no sorry that's not a top team yeah
1: uh, NFC North we have the Detroit Lions yeah been, three.
0: yeah we've been doing pretty good
1: yeah. NFC South the uh, Saints are up there at seven and two. Yeah,
0: who my Niners take on uh, this Sunday, which is not a game I'm looking forward to because Saints have been really good this year.
1: Yeah. And lastly, NFC West, the uh, Nin- the Niners are unfortunately in second at six and three.
0: Yeah, which isn't bad. That's still a decent record.
1: That's still enough to try to get into you know playoffs. Yeah. Wild card. Uh, but the number one team
0: is the Seahawks at nine and one. Yeah, and so I mean they've been good the last few years. I think they finally got everything together, and it looks like they're going to try to dominate through this year. And it would be terrifying if they actually have to go up against some of the playoffs because we'll get horribly crushed. On the good side, the Ravens have not been doing particularly well this year, so that just that put me in a happy zone. Suck it, Ravens.
1: Done. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's the standings now. We had to run
0: through them quickly because we're yeah we're short on time. But you know, interesting seeing how things are shaping up. And as we're getting towards the playoffs, obviously we're gonna have to pay attention to this. And I'm glad the uh, I'm glad your team won. I'm glad Luck had his luck going. We'll see how my Niners do on Sunday. And you know, let's just try to yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just try to try, because we're second place, so you know, there's only so much can say. But hey, if it's a uh, Indianapolis Super Bowl, I'm right by your side, man. Regardless
1: yeah. of who they play. Yeah. Depends on who they play, yeah. Unless, we'll see. You know, so. my team I mean, so it, more, yeah. the, we do only have five more games on the docket after this week. Yep. So we'll see. Five games are a lot. The Niners have already gotten their bye week out of the way. The Seahawks have yet to get their bye week. Yep. Yep. So.
0: So we'll see how things go. And we had a good winning streak there going for a while until last weekend when uh, we lost for the first time in a while. And then I'm worried about this game. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. That's the thing about football. You really never know. I mean, heck, if you take a look at the Buccaneers and, and um, what's the other one? Uh, Jacksonville. Is it Jacksonville? Yeah, both yep. of whom were like nothing and now they both have one win. So, you know, you never know what happens in football.
1: Yeah, just like how it is, the Chess might get their loss. Yeah. This weekend.
0: Well, we'll see what happens.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Plus, they're going up against, uh, you know, what, what they're taking on the Broncos, right? Yep, yeah, they're taking on the Broncos. Yeah, that's not an easy team to beat because uh, the old man's been doing pretty good. Yeah. As much as we make jokes, the Broncos have been pretty damn strong.
1: And you can't uh, you can't argue the fact that the season opening game that he played he did set a record.
0: Yep. It's all right. I I think that'll wrap up football for tonight because we had so much to talk about other things. But you know when you have controversies, when you got some exciting baseball news, and when heck even the World Cup, you know, obviously the show's going to run a little long. Uh, yep. Plus we need to stop skipping weeks. <laughs> it's really I think, more of what we need to do.
1: Yeah, that's really how do. It's okay when we're in baseball season because every week is kind of the same.
0: Yeah, you, you need the, the gaps. But now that we're in football season, hockey season, and basketball season, we're going to have to tighten up our schedule, which we will, folks. This is the beginning of the tightened-up schedule time period.
1: Yep, we're getting close to playoffs, so we got to get more coverage.
0: So until next time, uh, good week of sports, and we'll get another good week out of it, hopefully. And go Niners, and until next time, I'm Jared from Miguel, saying, that's the game.
1: We're talking softball, from Maine to San Diego, talking softball. Mattingly and Canseco, Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Sachs and his running with the law. We're talking Homer, Ozzie and the Straw.